Hi, and welcome to the Truth Seekers Podcast. If you were with us last week, you learned that a truth seeker is someone who wants to know the truth. They search for what's true and they won't rest until they find it. I am a truth seeker, and if you are too, then you've come to the right place where we will search for truth each week in the stories of the Bible. Today we are going back to the very beginning. In fact, the first words of the Bible say, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The word beginning is a very important word. We all have beginnings in our lives. When you celebrate a birthday, you celebrate the beginning of your life. When you start a new school year, you are at the beginning of new and exciting opportunities. When you join a soccer club or a dance class, your first day is the beginning of many games and recitals to come. The word beginning lets us know that something new is about to happen. New beginnings can be exciting, but they can also be scary, especially if we don't know what is coming. When God set out to create the world, it was the most exciting beginning. God knew exactly what was coming, and He was ready to create a masterpiece. So what did happen in the beginning? The Bible says that the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. Can you picture God hovering over the waters? Have you ever seen a mother bird in a nest with her baby birds? How she covers them with her wings? Sometimes she might even fly a little bit above them as she flutters her wings in the air. The word hover means to hang or remain fluttering in the air over a place or an object. God, similar to a bird hovering over her babies, was hovering over the darkness. God, in the empty, silent darkness, was preparing for his first act of creation. An artist picks up his paintbrush to create a painting. A musician picks up his instrument to play a song. An athlete picks up his equipment to play the game. But God didn't have a paintbrush, or an instrument, or any special equipment to create the world. God spoke, and by his words, by his very voice, the world was created. Suddenly, into the darkness, God spoke and said, Let there be light. By God's words, his very first act of creation was to create light. Once the light appeared, it began to invade the darkness. God separated the light from the darkness, and he called the light day, and the darkness he called night. The first day of creation was the beginning of the first day and the first night. Have you ever made something you were so proud of that you wanted to show your friends and family so they could see just how hard you had worked? Maybe your parents even put your work on the refrigerator for all to see. Well, God looked on the light and was pleased with his creation. So pleased that the Bible says God saw that the light was good. On the second day, God prepared to create again. This time, as like the day before, God began to speak, and with his words he said, Let there be an expanse between the waters to separate water from water. Suddenly, the formless waters began to take shape and find their place moving in the currents and rhythms 
under the expanse of air and space above them. God called this expanse sky. So on the second day of creation, God created the sky. On the third day of creation, God looked at the sky he had created and the waters covering the earth, and he knew what he must do next. God spoke and said, Let the water under the sky be gathered to one place and let dry ground appear. Suddenly the waters began to move and shift as dry ground began to appear. God called the dry ground land and the waters he called seas. And God spoke again and said, Let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it. Every kind of seed bearing plant and tree you can imagine, God created. Apple trees, orange trees, lemon trees, oak trees, sycamore trees, and pine trees. Plants with berries, and plants with flowers, and plants with prickly pears. So on the third day, God separated the land from the water, and living plants and trees were planted to grow on the land. And God saw that it was good. Up until this point, there was light and darkness, sky and land and sea, but there was something missing during the day and the night. So on the fourth day, God spoke out and said, Let there be lights in the sky to separate the day from the nights. Let them serve as signs to mark the seasons and days and years. So God made two great lights the greater light to govern the day and the lesser light to govern the night. What was the greater light? You guessed it, the sun. And what was the lesser light? Yep, the moon. He also made all the stars. When you look up in the sky on a clear dark night, you can see the beauty of God's creation in the stars. Stars that are so many, it's impossible to count. It was so beautiful that God saw that it was good. What do you suppose God will create on the fifth day? What is missing? So far there is night and day, sun and moon and stars, water, sky and land and trees. If you said animals, then you are correct. On the fifth day of creation, God spoke and said, Let the water be filled with living creatures and let the birds fly above the earth across the expanse of the sky. Suddenly the sea was filled with every kind of fish you can imagine. From anglers to eels, bass to catfish, cod and herring, whales and dolphins, octopus, seahorses, starfish and sardines, even shrimp. Every living and moving thing according to its kind. And as the waters filled with sea creatures, the sky was filled with every kind of winged bird you can imagine. Robins and sparrows, eagles and parrots, owls and seagulls, woodpeckers, crows, geese, hummingbirds, heron, kiwis, and even cuckoo birds. God blessed the animals of the sea and the sky and told them to be fruitful and multiply. And God saw that it was good. What about the land creatures? Oh, don't worry. God didn't forget them. In fact, he waited until the sixth day, and on the sixth day of creation, God spoke and said, Let the land produce living creatures according to their kinds, cattle and pigs, sheep and goats, giraffes and monkeys, elephants, kangaroos, horses, lions and tigers and bears. 
snakes and lizards, worms and beetles, ants and crocodiles. God looked on all that he had made and saw that it was good. After looking on all of his creation, the sky with the sun and moon and stars, the land with the green trees and plants, the seas with the sea creatures, the birds in the air and the animals on land, God saw it was all good. But there was one more part of God's creation that he saved for last. On the sixth day of creation, after God had finished creating all of the animals, he spoke and said, Let us make man in our image, in our likeness, and let them rule over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air and over the livestock and over all the earth. And the Bible says that God created man in his own image. In the image of God he created him, male and female he created them. This was a most wonderful moment. This was the moment God created human life. And not only did God choose to create human life, he chose to create humans in his image. Do you know what that means? That means that God chose to create us to be like him. He did not create any of the animals in his likeness, not the animals that walked on the land or swam in the sea or flew in the air. It was only man and woman that God created to be like him. The Bible says that after God created man and woman that the heavens and the earth were complete. Man and woman completed God's creation. And God saw all that he had made and it was very good. After six days of creating, God had finished his work and on the seventh day he rested and he blessed the seventh day as a holy day, a day separated unto him. Have you ever felt as though you weren't special? That maybe something was wrong with you or unlovable about you? Have you ever felt like you weren't good enough or smart enough at something? Well, if you have, there is good news for you. The truth that we find in this story, the truth that we seek out, is that God created you in his image. And since you are a creation of God himself, then you, my friend, are very special. You reflect the glory and majesty of God himself. There were no accidents in God's creation. He has made everything wonderful and beautiful in its time, including you. The next time you are tempted to think that you aren't special, just remember this verse that says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. You are an image bearer of God. You are God's masterpiece. If you'd like to read more about today's story, you can find it in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. Don't forget to subscribe so you can be sure to join us next week when we look at the story of Adam and Eve in the garden. But before we go, let me pray for us today. Dear Father, thank you for your creation, and thank you that you chose to create us in your image. When we are tempted to believe lies that tell us we are not good enough or smart enough, help us to remember that you created us, and because we are your creation, you love us so very much. You have called us good. You were pleased with your creation, and you are pleased with us. Help us to reflect your image wherever we go. Thank you so much for joining me today, and I will see you next week.